This is Miller's Edge on Tide The Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. everybody, welcome into the Monday's edition of the Mills Edge here on Tide 100.9, 12.30 a.m. WTBC. I'm Corey Miller, the pastor of Payne. It is a, we call it overreaction Monday, a manic Monday. You know, it's always a, all the quarterbacking happening in the recliner on the couch in the office to break down what happened on Saturday because it was a tale, again, of two halves. So, repeating this every single week when we talk about Alabama it's like one half great or another half bad or you know it's just one of those things man it's just they are a excellent two-quarter football team but we'll get into it Alabama getting the win over Tennessee and a second half shutout 27 to nothing and they win the ball game 34 to 20 and the cigars were lit Bryant Denny Stadium was on fire and it was a great, great weekend for the Crimson Tide. We want to hear from you, as we do always. We take it to the people, 205-342-9904. Uh, you can also download the app, Tide 100.9, and you can ask questions on there, too. If you can't get in on the phone or you're trying to hide from your boss, don't let them know that, you know, you listen to talk radio. Just send us a question on the Tide 100.9 app. We'll take it that way as well. Corey Miller, Christian Miller. Justin Jones, Noah, and special guest, Corey Miller Jr. Two checks has joined us as well, so we got a full house for you on the program today. Guys, a big uh, weekend of college football. Some, some, some teams lost. Alabama now inside that top 10 at number nine, uh, just, just creeping their way to the top. Uh, a lot of folks, uh, didn't make it. North Carolina loses. Some other teams uh, fell short on Saturday, so we'll talk about all of that and a bag. Of chips, guys. Good Monday to you. Hope you're doing good. Doing great. Doing great. I'm glad we got my brother on here. Uh, you know, he attended the game with me uh, as I was working as a sideline reporter. I had him as my special assistant, so <laughs> it was oh, fun geez. having him down there. Yeah, I know, right? No, but he, no, he did a great job. He was just hanging around and got some good content. I mean, what does special assistant do? Uh, I mean, you know, he just was a special guest, but I just called him, you know, a special. You know, look, all the sideline reporters for CBS and ESPN, they always have people walking around with, you know, charts or, you know, cables. I don't know. They're always doing all type of stuff. But, uh, <laughs> look, I, I don't know. I mean, it was just cool. He was calling your notepad or something? No, no. Well, I mean, he was holding my phone because he forgot to charge his phone. But, you know, he, he was able to get some good pictures and some some cool videos and whatnot, but we'll let him talk a little bit about, you know, his thoughts on the game because he had, a you know, a very up close and personal view of everything. You know, really a great game. Definitely was a stressful one, but knowing Alabama, you know, what, what that we've come to accept that, you know, that's kind of how this team is right now. Hopefully we'll, you know, soon get a, a full four-quarter game, but, you know, I got some numbers, you know, I like pulling up my numbers and I'll get into them in a little bit because uh, you'd be shocked just seeing these numbers, you know, the difference of the first half in the second half, um, man, it just it was truly just quite the tale of two halves, like you said it. But real quick, before we jump into that, before I head over to my brother, I want to remind everybody listening that today is October 23rd. It's the day that I've been discussing for the past week. T-Mobile, the official pro uh, provider of Alabama, is having their event today at the Patriot Center T-Mobile store on Highway 69 South. That is today at 5.30 p.m., all the way to 7 p.m., where you can meet current football players Kool-Aid McKinstry, Deontay Lawson, Kendrick Blackshire, 
and Terry on Arnold. You can also win great prizes, including game tickets, branded Yeti coolers, signed merch, and much more. So make sure you are there tonight, folks. Again, that is tonight at the Patriot Center T-Mobile store on Highway 69 South. Today, Monday the 23rd, 5.30 to 7 p.m. Don't miss out on this event. I promise it's going to be so much fun. Go get those autographs from Kool-Aid, Deontay Lawson, Kendrick Blackshard, and Terry on Arnold. Go win some game tickets. Go have a great time, ultimately. But again, tonight, 5.30 to 7 p.m. at the Patriot Center T-Mobile store on Highway 69 South. With that being said, let's talk a little bit about this game. You know, we did talk a great deal about it on our Miller's Edge post-game show over on our YouTube channel. We had a great time, and a lot of folks were in there. We had fun talking mm -hmm. about it, but... First, and welcome in my brother, uh, CJ, to the show. Uh, I think this might be his second time hopping on here. He might have came on here before. but No, nah, he, 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 he to took my place when I was traveling. He sat in and with you one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So it's the second time. But CJ, welcome into the show. Maybe you, you'll be a regular on here. People definitely enjoyed you on the postgame show on YouTube. But um, overall, you know, being back, you know, in Tuscaloosa, being on the sidelines, you know, what was it like just kind of th that whole experience? Because, I mean, we talked about it. I mean, that atmosphere was electric. It was honestly one of the best atmospheres that I've experienced in Brian Den Brian Denny Stadium in quite some time. I know you even agreed, but what was it like? You know, what are the si sights and sounds from down on the sideline in, in this big game? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, man, I really, 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 really enjoyed it. It um, it was the loudest and I think the most electric atmosphere I've felt in Brian Denny in a long time. Um, I know everybody, you know, including us, is been a little bit critical sometimes of like the student section and some of the fans kind of being you know a little bit privileged or quiet and I felt like you know Saturday they really didn't hold back you know the students stayed the whole game they were loud the whole time everybody was clapping yelling and I really feel like you know that carried us through that surge in the second half really helped everybody kind of get going no they did I mean coach Saban even ran over to the student section after the game, giving them a thumbs up, giving them thanks. And and, and as he should, I mean, they, they played a huge role in this game. I mean, I'm telling you, you could just feel the energy shift. It was almost like a switch was flipped at halftime, right? And I know there were some adjustments made. Obviously, you know, Coach Saban talked about it. They played a little more odd in the first half, went to more even, just kind of let the coverage be coverage, and really were able to get after it and whatnot. But I'll be honest, I think that definitely was critical, and it was a huge piece. But I think, you know, the bigger uh, more critical factor really was just the mentality shift, right? You know, the energy. I mean, you talked about it, just the juice on the sidelines, the D-linemen jumping up and down, harassing ball boys. I mean, these guys were having, you know, a, a blast on the sideline, getting everybody uh, going, right? And the fans were engaged. I mean, you come out uh, the first uh, series on offense, you know, a big explosive run, uh, a, a big deep shot for a touchdown, uh, then defense comes and responds, you know, with the with the three and out. The next defensive series is a you know a stop on fourth down, turnover on downs. I mean, the crowd was loud. It, it, it was honestly, it was exactly what we needed. And uh, look, that's what we have to do when we when we play teams. We have to present that challenge, and our fans definitely uh, you know rose up to the occasion. So you got to you got to tip your hat yep. to the fans because they played a huge role in this game. No doubt about it. I thought they were. I, I mean, I can even go on to say that the fans were the MVP of this game. Because I thought the penalties then the fourth quarter, uh, backing them up, I mean, they got the offense frustrated. And Alabama fans should understand that very well, right? Because we've seen that happen to, to Alabama over and over again. Um, but the fans uh, was on point. Congratulations, you did your job. I hope you continue to make Bryant-Denny Stadium one of the most hostile environments that there are. In college football, so that's that just goes to show you what you can do. And by the way, after this bye week, you're gonna need it. You're gonna need it against the offensive LSU. We're gonna be talking a lot about that in coming days because Jane Daniels and those frisbee catching dogs at receiver is gonna challenge you. So we're gonna need that to turn up even the more in a couple of weeks because that game is probably gonna be for uh, the, the chance to go to Atlanta to, to win an SEC championship. That being said, guys. You know, when you look at this ball game, you talk about, again, tell two halves. I mean, it came out the first half flat, uh, you know, no energy, looked very lethargic, if you would ask me. Um, they didn't seem like they were having fun. They didn't seem like they even cared about the game. I and mean, we, we, we've built this game up, you know, you know, payback and all this stuff, revenge. We talked about it all week long, but they acted like they didn't hear anything 
about that. <laughs> so I'm like, what is going on? Did somebody put some sleepy time in their Gatorade? I mean, it was it was horrible. I mean, and I was, I was at R&R Cigars watching it. I was, you know, you know, as I like to do, taking my time so I can see the replays. It was just, I mean, because you can feel the energy even when you're watching it from the tube, right? So I felt no energy. I tweeted that this team is lethargic. They can't win like this. Um, they needed to make major changes in the second half, which they did. But, I mean, Tennessee was having fun. They were confident. They looked like they were the better team the first half. Right. And then whatever Nick Saban said at halftime, this is a different team. They got the ball. They went down the field, scored, boom, boom, boom. And, I mean, it was just a, it was an onslaught of just Bama. And, and so uh, the offensive line looked a lot better. Kane Proctor, I thought, played better. He had a couple plays in there that could have been better. Uh, Milro, even though he made the mistake, and I won't even call it a mistake because Really, Burton could have caught the ball. The ball hit Burton right in the chest. He just had one hand. He just couldn't get to it. So it really wasn't a bad throw. Um, but he made that one mistake and, um, you know, they were able to bounce back, uh, from that and, and, uh, rock and roll. So I just wanted to see this the Alabama team for 60 minutes. And if we can see that team for 60 minutes, man, I'm telling you, they are a dangerous team. Christian, you've been talking about this. Uh, you know, but we haven't seen it. We've seen it in, in bits and pieces, right? We've seen it. We've seen the offense open up a little bit. We've seen Tom Marie sharpen his pencil in the, up in the press box and, and draw and dial up some different plays. I mean, I was more excited about that. I mean, kudos to him. But we need to see four quarters of that. Why we keep going back to the vomit? Why he keeps going back to boring plays at times. I don't get that. You know, I like to pop passes. I like to have sprint rollouts. I like the things that he was doing, guys, um, and running quarterback runs. You know, getting Miro got a couple key first downs on those quarterback runs. So he was doing some things uh, that, that I've been talking about. You know, they tried to, to do a screenplay, but somebody need to tell the offensive line that, you know, you have to block for it a little bit. You know, not <laughs> not just a jailbreak. Um, so, but um, listen, it was a great game. They, they covered the, the point spread. I know everybody likes to talk about that. I said they would on our, our uh, tailgate show on Saturday. Um, I thought that they were, they were a much better football team. They showed that in the second half, winning 27 to nothing. They shut them out defensively. They were great. I mean, the defense, phenomenal in the red zone, guys, making them kick field goals. Even in the first half, they, they could have, it could have been uglier than what it was, right? But they held them, uh, in the red zone to kick field goals. Those things are, but those things are key. That's the difference in the ball game as well. And coming up with a scoop and score, sack, fumble. I mean, the defense was phenomenal. Uh, I give this victory an overall A+. And I know the first half was bad. But overall, man, it was phenomenal. I mean, it was domination the second half. It was it was amazing. So in the crowd, what they did, I have to give them an A+, on the victory because that was huge. And now you're basically down to one big game. That's going to be for all the all the, the marbles because I think that's going to come down to who wins the SEC West, the final year of the SEC West, and and it's it should be Alabama. Alabama has been the standard. Alabama should go out, you know, as they dissolve East and West, they should be the ones that represent the West. I think in Atlanta, and hopefully this team continue to get better, get healthy, heal up. What you do in the bye week, right? You take some time off. You those boys is nicked up. Everybody is usually this time of the season to get well and. And uh, and then you self-evaluate. You go back yourself, you self-scout and see what you can do better. Hopefully the offense do a lot of that self-scouting. Maybe they come out in the next, you know, four games with something a little bit totally different. So that's what you do during the bye week, and I think they will maximize Christian um, from these things. And then you know what Nick Saban is all about during the bye week. Do you see him giving coaches and players a little time off to kind of reset and uh, kind of rediscover themselves, if you will? Yeah, keyword little, a little time off. They'll have the weekend off, right? It's a work week. You go back to camp-style practices up until Thursday. They'll move Thursday's practice up a little bit. That way guys can get out of town um, if they live close enough that day. Uh, but, but, yeah, they'll have, you know, Thursday evening, Friday, Saturday off. Then Sunday they got a report. So this is a work week, right? It's an opportunity to, to get better, go back to the drawing board. You're going to basically self-assess and see the things that you've done well up to this point in the season, the things that you haven't done well. And you're going to, you know, also start preparing for opponents. But realistically, it's a self-reflection week, and, and that's what it should be. Uh, it's a great opportunity to get healthy for guys that are banged up. A lot of guys are banged up at this point. 
Uh, but nonetheless, like I said, it's a work week. The weekend, you have the weekend off, but not the week off. You know, it's a work week, but then the, the weekend off. That being said, uh, look, I look, I know they came out of flat. I, I disagree with you. I wouldn't say they looked like they they didn't want to play the game, right? I mean, these guys wanted to play the game. They 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 just they didn't have the right energy or mentality. And I'll be honest, speaking from a defensive standpoint, I'm not giving excuses for them. But they were flustered. That Tennessee offense, I tried to tell y'all, is one of the fastest offenses in the country, and that's what you're going to get. Now, we we thought they'd try to run the ball a little bit more because that's been their bread and butter. But I also mentioned, if you listen to me, I said they'll work the screen game and the perimeter game. That's what they do. They run the ball, and they also work the perimeter with screens and, 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 and you know the quarterback option, quarterback design runs. And that's exactly what they did. They leaned on that more, which is probably a smart game plan because Alabama's defensive line has been playing really well as of recently. So they tried to attack the perimeter. They also did that because Texas had success on the perimeter, right? It's a copycat league. So that's what they did, but ultimately they went fast. And so as a defense, we were in a frenzy, right? I mean, we're running around, trying to get lined up. I, I said that. That's going to be a key is trying to handle that tempo. And it's not easy. And so I think that's where the defense kind of struggled that first half. That tempo was so fast, and they're just getting chunk yardage, chunk yardage. You know, those receivers, they're so split out so wide. And when they're running routes, they're like option routes, you know, depending on if a corner is backed off, you know, they can, you know, sit it down for a hitch or a comeback. Or if he's pressed and they feel like they got the coverage they want, there'll be a go ball, right? That's why you saw a lot of those hitches and you saw a lot of those deep shots. That, that's, that's how they operate things. They, they almost freelance at times. So defensively, I mean, it was tough. But like you said, they had some critical stops in red zones. You're right. It could have been a much greater lead. You know, uh, one of those uh, scores was was attributed to the interception we had in, the, in our red zone. And so... Uh, I thought defense, you know, for the most part, you know, they played they played pretty well in the first half. It obviously could have been a little bit a little bit better, but at least they came up with big stops when they needed it. Offensively, I agree, we couldn't really get much going. Didn't really move the ball. Had that that interception in in a uh, you know a pivotal moment in the game. Going to halftime with a 13 point deficit, down 20 to seven. But then, what do you know? That switch is flipped, like we've seen uh, several times this season. Come back. Uh, and with the 27 to nothing run to defeat these guys, 34 to 20. And uh, look, th th this is what I'll say. I mean, I'll read the numbers out, right? The first half, we had seven points. Second half, scored 27. First half, the opponent had 20 points. Second half, zero. Opposing passing yards in the first half, 175. Second half, 96. Rushing yards, we had 16 rushing yards in the first half. Second half, 122 rushing yards. Turnover margin, negative two in the first half, plus one in the second half. Again, a tale of two halves. You want to talk about a defensive performance, a shutout performance. These were Tennessee's drives in the second half. Punt, it was a three and out. Next one was turnover on downs. Punt, fumble for a touchdown. Big strip sack uh, by Chris Braswell. J Jihad Campbell, who was playing lights out, filling in. I think Tres Marshall, you know, he's been a little banged up. You know, Jihad Campbell was phenomenal in this game. Um, you know, second on the team in tackles, comes up with that scoop and score for a touchdown. Next series was a punt. Next one was a turnover on downs. That's it. End the game. So we've been saying it. If these guys could just play to that standard that they played in the second half, I mean, look, I mean, they're arguably one of the best teams in the country. I keep saying that. We just have to, to get, I, I, look, every week I say consistency, consistency. If we could start games like this and finish it, I mean, we're as good as anybody, right? I, and I, I, you know, going to the offense, I liked what Tommy Reese was doing, the quarterback design runs. We tried to run a couple of screens. We didn't execute them correctly, but we at least tried. You know, he was able to, you know, scheme up some nice shots that, that ended up being successful. And then the second half, we finally started running the ball hard. I felt, felt like we blocked uh, much, we were much more physical, you know, in the running game. You know, Jace McClellan, you know, runs real hard. He's running guys over. Um, so, you know, with all that said, man, I mean, the second half was a thing of beauty. You know, a 27 to nothing run. I also do think Tennessee was a little too conservative at times in the second half. Um, but rightfully so, our defense was on fire. You know, the only only thing I'll throw out there is I think we need to we need to find a you know an answer for our special teams in terms of not Will Record. He's perfect. Two for two, four for four on PATs. Um James Burnup is great, but in when I say special teams, I'm saying our return game. I think it's critical. My brother yeah, my brother pointed this out on the show and I'll pass it to him, let him share his thoughts real quick, but uh, I'll get that on the other side because we've got to head to break, uh, but definitely think the return game, we could clean up a little bit because I think it's 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 vital that we get as many yards as possible and, and utilize our return game uh, to take some pressure off of our offense. And I know my brother wants to talk a little bit of that, about that. So I'll make sure I, I'll get to him when we come back from this break. But real quick, I want to remind you guys, 
about our partners over at Buffalo's Cafe. We had another great live show this past Friday over at Buffalo's Cafe. It was great. Got even more listeners out there. So thank you to everybody that came to hang out with us. But remember, every Wednesday, you've got Wing Night, Bash Night, $17.99, all-you-can-eat wings. So make sure you check them out. Go, you know, for game days, anytime. Anytime you want some good food, head on over to Buffalo's Cafe. They got wings, burgers, tacos. That's my favorite thing right now besides the wings. Fajita tacos, they're phenomenal. So check them out over in Midtown Village. That's Buffalo's Cafe. Great partners of ours. Love eating their food. Love the service. Love everybody over there. So make sure you check them out again. That's Buffalo's Cafe in Midtown Village. I'm telling you, folks, come hang out with us on a Wednesday or Friday when we do our show every Friday of home game weekend. So we're going to be off for the bye week this weekend, but we'll be back next Friday for LSU at Buffalo's Cafe in Midtown Village. Yep, there you go. Good stuff there. Uh, when we come back, we see you. Phone lines are up, lighting up, 205-342-9904. Again, we're sponsored by good friends at the Good Feet Store. They are America's arch support experts. Make sure you go to Midtown Village and see Douglas and the gang over there. Tommy, Joseph, Ellis, and others, we see you. We'll come to the phone lines after this break. Plus, we'll talk about one of the big ugly things that happened in this game. Not just this one, but it seemed to be showing his ugly face every week. We'll talk about that and tell you what that is on the other side. This is the Miller's Edge. We're the Tide. 100.9 is the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Also, 1230 a.m. WTBC. Back in a moment. Hey, Bama fans. It's Christian Miller here. T-Mobile, the official wireless provider of your Crimson Tide, wants to keep you connected to your favorite teams and players. So stop by the Patriot Center T-Mobile store on Highway 69 South on Monday, October 23rd, between 5.30 and 7 o'clock p.m., where you can meet current football players and win great prizes, including game tickets, a branded Yeti cooler, signed merch, and more. You don't want to miss this. See you there in Roll Tide. Hey, it's Christian Miller, and we're celebrating Roll Tide all season long at Buffalo's Cafe, where everyone is family. Grab happy hour from 2 to 6 every Monday through Friday with drink specials and half-priced appetizers. Looking for award-winning wings tossed in your favorite sauce or rub? Visit us on Wednesdays for all-you-can-eat wings from 5 to 9 p.m. for $15.99. We're bringing Bama fans together for every game with good food and good times. Try our dine-in, carry-out, delivery, or catering at Midtown Village on McFarland Boulevard or order now at www.buffalos.com. Hey, Crimson, this is Christian Miller, and I want to tell you about my good friends over at Spine & Sport Chiropractic. Spine & Sport Chiropractic provides quality chiropractic services for chronic conditions, injuries, sports-related trauma, and more right here in the heart of West Alabama. Come and discover how this form of medicine can improve your overall health by addressing the original cause of your ailments instead of masking your pain. If you're in need of this type of relief, contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team at 205-345-8102. Again, that's 205-345-8102. From our home base in Birmingham, Alabama, we are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We're here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very mild afternoon. The sky partly to mostly sunny. The high today, 79. Fair tonight, below 57. We stay dry tomorrow and Wednesday. Lots of sunshine both days. Afternoon highs between 78 and 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 72 degrees in Tuscaloosa. right here on the Tide 100 on a Manic Monday. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great weekend. And we're kicking off uh, the bye week. And so Alabama getting a a chance to rest, getting a chance to reflect, self-evaluate and all that good stuff. We'll talk about that to get the win over. Good old Rocky Top taking the loss to Big L, 27 to nothing. 
goose egg in the second half for Tennessee as the tide rolled. Uh, one of the things we talked about, I teased for winter break. We'll get to the phone calls here in about two minutes. Uh, CJ talked about this too on our podcast. Is the big ugly? The big ugly for Alabama is punt return. I mean, Kool Aid McKittree is known as one of the returns in the country, but I don't know who gave him that title. But they need to be fined, and he needs to be on the bench was, when it comes hold to. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me finish. Wait, he no, needs to be no, sitting on the no, bench, no, 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 watching no, no, somebody no. else return kicks like Mr. Watch, Law. Did you? No, hold on. Did you watch him last year? That's where it came from. Don't. I'm not talking about last year. This is the Janet Jackson league. You know, Janet Jackson is, you know, what have you done for me lately? Dun, 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 dun. Ooh, yeah. He ain't done nothing for us lately in punt returns. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll take that back. He has. He has given up big yardage the opposite way, allowing people to flip the field because he won't go catch the ball. It's been bad. I, I mean, I know last year's one thing, but we're looking at this year. He ain't done anything. So, um, I, I'm going to pass the CJ, DJ, two checks, but, you know, he talked about replacing them and getting somebody else because, to me, I think, real quick, he, I think his aggression to run up and catch kicks has gone because he worried about his bag at that next level. That's just my opinion because I think last year he was aggressive. He made a name for him in the punt return department, but now Nick Saban is going nuts. Is that what you were saying the other day, right, CJ? Yeah, no, I mean, I was just saying that we should get somebody in there that wants to do it. And, you know, I know Christian gave me a hard time because at first I, I mentioned maybe a preferred walk-on or somebody, and he's right. I mean, we just need to get somebody out there. We have way too much talent on this roster to not have somebody out there fast, agile, athletic, that can catch the ball and put us in the best field position they can. I mean, our offense, the way it is, I said we need – as many yards as we can get every other way other than offense, whether that be defensive turnovers, whether that be kick return, punt returns. Um, I did come with receipts today. Last year, Kool-Aid had 332 punt return yards. He averaged 15.8 yards. This year, we're sitting at 58, 5.3 average. So you guys do with that what you will. Um, I know, I know to do with it. Yeah, Go over and sit over here, couple to sit down somewhere. That's what they need to do with it. Grab right. a couple to sit down, Kool-Aid, at the third down. It's so easy. Why don't you get back there and do it? I, look, I agree with both of y'all. I'm just saying, I, like, you never know what the dude's got going on. I mean, he might kind of have the yips or something. Hold I mean, on. Listen, Hold listen, on. listen. Have you ever returned kicks? All I'm yeah. saying is this. I, I understand I have. I have. That. I, I know you have, CJ. I'm talking about him. But what I'm getting yes, at Yes, I have at Page of Central High School. Oh, my God. I, I need to see ago. the film on that. I need to see That's the film. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we need to see the film on that. He, 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 but he, this is Let's see that sign up on the scoreboard that says retired number 33. I mean, this dude believes that he can do anything. So, I mean, that doesn't shock yeah. me. But here, here's, here's the thing. I agree with both of you guys that it probably is best to look at someone else to do, you know, punt returning duties because it is critical, especially, you know, we were talking about this yesterday. If you look back at all the returners that we have from, from Javier Arenas, Christian Jones, Cyrus Jones, Eddie Jackson, right? <laughs> I mean, Kool-Aid last year was was right in line with those guys. It's just this year he is struggling a little bit right there. And and anybody could say it's, you know, oh, you know, he's saving himself. We don't necessarily know that, but I, I understand. It's my opinion. It's my opinion. 100%. 100%. I get that. All I'm saying is this. There's nothing wrong with saying, yeah, we definitely could try somebody else. Maybe like like a Kendrick Law, right? We saw him yeah. implemented with the, you know, the the They got Prentice. What about Prentice? Prentice, maybe. I know they have a freshman, Cole Adams. I covered him with Chris Stewart when we did the signing day show. And uh, he, Anybody, he is, you know, no, I was just going to say, he is a return specialist. He's just a young guy. So, I mean, they'll probably look at that. They got plenty of time this week in the bye week, but I'm just saying. I bet like, you that, I promise you, I'm, Nick Saban will be evaluating some other people at that position. You know, I we, agree. A-B-K-A. A-B-K-A. Y'all know what that is? No. Nope. Anybody but Kool-Aid. But so I'm just saying they got to put somebody back there. I mean, <laughs> they got to hey put man, somebody. Hey, there's no need Listen, to be CJ. There's no need to nah, be CJ. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. Let he me bought receipts. This, this, no, he, okay. He, yeah, he brought receipts in the stats. I'm cool with that. Here's my thing. What is up with y'all old heads always got to take shots at young players and be disrespectful, right? We, with y'all, the way y'all present stuff, y'all always got to come off so disrespectful. Same thing like with Steve Smith and Jerry Judy, right? Like, I look, I, I respect Judy's approach because – 
if Steve Smith's going to sit on his podcast, oh, he's just a guy. He's 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 trash. Whatever, saying whatever. Then try to go talk to the man in person. Like that's why Judy was like, bro, like we don't do that. I don't. I just don't understand it. Or what's the Rodney Harrison trying to get Chris Jones to just talk about how trash Zach Wilson is? Like to me, like I'm like you would think like, as, since we are a brotherhood guys that played this game, right? There's only so many uh, people that have played this game at a high level. What is up with you guys always having to do it in such a, you know, like a, not, not always. It's not disrespectful. I said shot. nothing disrespectful. I said the truth. I mean, see, there's a difference between the truth and, and constructive criticism than personalized. I didn't say he's an awful anybody, person. I'm just saying he's not doing a good job. He's not doing a good job. Punt returns. He's not doing a good job. And I heard what you said and I seen you. I was like, man, forget you. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's fine. Say, he, he, you can forget me, but just go up there and catch them. Go up there and catch them. <laughs> All you got to do is go and catch punts. You ain't got to worry about nothing about Just go catch the punts. I bet you but Nick see, Saban you ain't saying that. Fun of these, you make fun of these couch coaches, but you, you sound like one when you're so harsh on a guy. I'm like, bro, it's not an easy job. Well, I'm a little different, and I mean, I, I understand hey, that. But hey, I'm just, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's, it's not an easy job, but if you're not doing it to the best of your ability and there has been a significant <laughs> drop, you got to look at somebody else. And I think that's just what it boils down to. I agree. I literally just said look at somebody else, but I'm not going and bashing the guy. I understand. Like, I you might see the guy know, at the phone store. Listen, I love... I'm just saying, I, I was in I, these guys' I, shoes playing here. Like, I'm just saying, like, there might have been times I might have had a, you know, a, a rough stretch or a rough game or so or whatever. Maybe my pass rush just wasn't where it should be. You know what I'm saying? Like, last thing I need is some old head tell me, oh, how trash I am. I'd rather have well, somebody listen, like, hey, man, then what I do is I go make that. It's all good, little bro. Just keep, it's just like keep this, right? I would encourage, but you know what? If he comes over, like we have time, spend time with Chris Brands, well, I'll just tell him it's, it, it's a, the, 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 the kids today don't understand tough love. It, it is not, you know, I don't like what Steve Smith said. Call, call, I'm not, I never said he's trash. I'm just saying he's not good at returning punts right now. I mean, yeah, you don't do that. You don't personalize things like that. I'm just saying anybody better returning kicks right now, in my opinion, but Kool-Aid, put somebody else in there that can give you the positive yard. It's just fair catch the ball will save you 25 instead of letting them roll. I mean, this is, you. we live in a world of constructive criticism. I mean, you got to be able to handle it. So my whole thing would be if an old head back then would said to me, hey, listen, I want to go change your mind, buddy, because you ain't going to question what I do. Now, everybody has bad games. Everybody has a bad play. But when this thing is, is seen over and each and every week, which we have seen, uh, this is not just one game. We've seen this repeatedly with Kool-Aid. So what people are going to say, I've seen it not just there. I called him out Texas A&M when he didn't tackle the dude. Remember that? I called him out. I've called out Caden Proctor. I've called out just their plate, not them as a person, not them individual. I know they're young kids. I get it. I understand it. Lived it, been there, right, can write a book about it. But at the same time, in today's game, when so many people watch you play, so many eyes are on you, social media, people are going to say stuff. And if you, and you're on the biggest stage like Alabama is every single week, it comes with it. It's got to take it with a grain of salt and get better. Because, if you, you know, don't get mad, get better. Don't get mad, just get better. Don't get bitter, get better. Mm. That's what the kids got to do. I mean, you don't, you don't take it personal. I don't take it personal. Hey, you know, people might say, hey, you did not just say good at radio, whatever. I don't care. I, I try to do the best I can. I do my homework. I try to be prepared. I try to give an opinion. I try to be funny. I try to entertain. That's what I do. If you don't like it, you know what? They can go somewhere else and listen. That's their prerogative. But for me, just like you, you try to be the best that you can be at whatever you do. And in the business of football and or sports, today you will be heavily criticized based on what you do. And people are going to see it. They're going to see the gold chains and all the stuff that they highlight, the shades, the green mouthpiece. And then you out there letting the ball bounce. Guess what? People are going to come at you. But that's just the way they have to, to look at Let's go to the phones, guys. Uh, 205-342-9904. Uh, let me grab my notebook here. We have, who do we, kicking off this thing today. Help me out, Joseph. I mean, I'm Joseph. Justin. We're going to go to Tommy. Tommy and Romulus. All right, Tommy and Romulus, go right ahead. You're up next. Hey, guys. How are you today? Man, this is a, this, this show is banging. Christian called me old head and hating and all that stuff. We're doing good. <laughs> well, you just tell him. He's a minister of pain. He can play the trombone. Now I heard you sing. If you can cut a rug, you got it made, my friend. You got it made. If you can cut uh, a rug. 
Well, you know, CJ, we went to see my other son, oldest son, CJ Corey Jr. is a DJ. And I went to the, where did I go, CJ? What was the name of the thing? Uh, I had a show at one of the fraternities uh, on Friday. Um, and he came out, and he was having a great time. He was he was cutting a rug. I got a video of it. Actually, maybe we'll put it on the uh, Instagram story if Christian's okay with that, or YouTube, or maybe we'll throw it up there. Well, right, I ain't, I ain't the best dancer. I said Christian probably the best dancer out of us three. Christian can dance, but he just don't do it that much. Yeah, that's not true. I don't dance. I have no business dancing. I can't dance. <laughs> don't let them fool you, Tommy. All right. Uh, all I can say is we won. It was two. Like last week on another show, Ryan Fowler asked me, what have you sung the season up? I said, it's like living on a prayer with Alabama, Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. You never know what you get. But this weekend, which I'm tickled paint, we shut them out this like out. I am ecstatic. I it's like tales of two cities. I'm like, my goodness, the first half. I had a young lady, she's now a mother to a doctor in Nashville. She grew up here and she said, at halftime, oh God, I'm gonna have to listen to them animals for another year. I said, Well, don't give up yet. Because I was kinda disheartened myself at halftime. I saw we throw interception, they got a touchdown. And the last play of the first half, they sacked that quarterback and walked off like, I'm like, oh, my goodness. This might be getting ugly. But two plays later, beginning the second half, it was 20-14. I was feeling a lot better. It seemed like it brought the crowd out. The crowd was great. I mean, everybody said, oh, Alabama, Brighton, didn't you stay? You don't have to worry about them. Okay, I got a quick question. Y'all got to ask me. How many times Tennessee was penalized Saturday? Because I don't know. I don't know the okay. number on that. Do you? Okay. I believe okay. it was eight. Eight penalties. Eight penalties. Yeah. What about what? And a lot of those were pre-snap. A lot of them were pre-snap. Okay. That's where the fans come in. Oh, Tennessee and all these other schools say, "Yeah, my fan help," but when Alabama does it, it seems like, well, Alabama. As a, you know, it's not fair advantage. I never saw a man pal as bad as Josh Hodgson, the team, the coach of Tennessee, said at the game. I asked him question. He wouldn't answer. Next question. I'm like, hey, pal, you was rubbing in our face last year. I mean, how many people did we have last year? Over 100-something yards in Knoxville. And they were talking about the hit. The guy took a fist. And hear our man in the helmet. Nothing was tall. I don't want to hear this crap. Oh, it's home kicking. It's home kicking, Tuscaloosa. I'm like, really? I mean, I saw a lot of flags wasn't thrown. But I'm so proud the team did better on uh, penalties. Like I said, I just hope Kool-Aid had a bad game. Because when we was up 14 points on them, I saw that ball roll like 39 yards, seemed like it, or took all the way from one end of the field to the other one. I'm yeah. Like, okay, man, don't get in the shotgun. Just run three-quarter back draw, get a state of nine yards, and try and make them use that timeout and punt the ball. Because I was sitting like, don't fumble, don't fumble, don't fumble. You know, I have those moments where I keep on repeating <laughs> the same word over. Don't fumble, don't fumble. So, you know, I, I'm happy with the team. I love to, you know, I'm, and the fan brought it. And like I'm going to say this week, I know it's only Monday, and it's 12 days before we play LSU. I'm going to get fired up. I said, that was a great win. The next game is the biggest game of the year. Every time you win, the game gets bigger and bigger. Now, we got to bring it two weeks in the same intensity. And, I mean, bring it. We got to have it. I'm proud of the team. Yeah, the second half intensity first half. Yeah, we need a, and we play. We don't, we, we don't want the first half intensity. No, we want. We want the second half intensity. Sixty minutes. Yep, that's we what we want. Like we did the second half. Tommy from Ramos. Yeah. You gotta go. I know. Nobody can beat us. Bye. Uh, Tommy, we think I was going to just uh, applaud you for going out to Buffalo's, hung, hanging out with Christian uh, there at Buffalo's Cafe. Then you came over, several people came over to earn our cigars and hung out with me over there. It was great to meet some folks. I mean, Sep 
Shirley's father came in town. He came and hung out with us. So we had a lot of people Christian out to our, our spots on Friday. That was a lot of fun. Um, and we do appreciate all the support right here on the Miller's Edge. We've got to hit a break. Ellis, you on deck, then Joseph, then others. we got some messages coming in via the Tide 100.9 app. You can do it that way as well. We'll get to you there. And uh, we'll take a time calls in the show. We'll come back with more of your phone calls right here on the Miller's Edge. We're the Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. Back in a moment. Hey, Bama fans, it's Christian Miller here. T-Mobile, the official wireless provider of your Crimson Tide, wants to keep you connected to your favorite teams and players. So stop by the Patriot Center T-Mobile store on Highway 69 South on Monday, October 23rd, between 5.30 and 7 o'clock p.m., where you can meet current football players and win great prizes, including game tickets, a branded Yeti cooler, signed merch, and more. You don't want to miss this. See you there in Roll Tide. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. to the Mills Edge here on a Monday, beautiful Monday. Sun is out. Feels like a beautiful fall day. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, DJ Two Checks, CJ Miller, Noah, and Justin Jones. Hanging out here with you, 205-342-9. Back to the phones uh, we go. Ellis, roll, tide, roll, buddy. Welcome in. Hey, gentlemen. Man. That was an amazing game, but I was sure was nervous the first half of the ball game. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was very nervous. Uh, I think we all were. Well, I was I was sitting in the stand amongst around a bunch of Tennessee fans, and I had to hear that dreaded Rocky Top and fans singing Rocky Top in Bryant-Denny Stadium. That's just not right. You know. And well, it only lasted for a half. Yeah, it's all, I mean, it was awful, y'all. I mean, to have to sit there and listen at that. And I, I got up and yelled and hollered to try to block it out of my ears, you know. And then the second half come and all the UT fans that was sitting next to us, right after they done the, we done the swoop and score, they got up and left and walked out and didn't come back. So... Bye-bye, Tennessee. Uh, See you next year. Yes, and I got to fire up my R&R cigar. Yes, sir. I went there Saturday morning and got me a nice cigar and fired it up after the ball game. How about how about Nick Saban getting a cigar uh, at the end of the uh, in his post game, and he was like that big old smile. He said, I, I might chew on it a little bit. <laughs> he put it in his mouth, too. I love too. that. I love that. And I love the post-game press conference. It just makes me, uh, I mean, uh, I don't know how to say it. You know, it's just, you know, the way he talked and the way he said he would he would love to thank every fan for being loud. You know, I, I just love my coach, you know. And if he's out oh, there yeah. listening, you know, uh, I hope he hears it, you know, because uh ain't too many coaches like that, but uh, – I'm glad we come out the uh, second half and uh, done what we've done to win the game. And uh, yeah. it's a young team. Uh, we're still growing. Uh, and I'm behind them. You know, we're going to have our, like I said, you know, it's their identity. We're going to have games where we don't play good, but we win. So I'm behind them. I'm sticking with them to the, to the end. And we're going to win it. We're going to win next weekend. Uh, two weeks, I mean, LSU game. Yes. Are you going to be in town next week? Next yes, sir. Weekend? I'm going to be at uh, I'm going to be at Buffalo's for real this time with Christian. Uh, and uh, well, I'm coming down. Uh, I'm going I'm going to have to leave early and come down for that game early again. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I got to see Tommy from Romulus. He come by our tailgate Friday evening and uh, stayed with us nice. for a while. It's always good. It's always good to have him over there. Uh, to sit around and talk to. So, uh, 
But other than that, I... Did he bring you some of that famous mud pie? No, he didn't. Uh, We had had homemade chili uh, over there Friday night. Nice. And then we... Sounds good. And then Saturday, we had uh, wings and country-style ribs Saturday. So what is country-style ribs? I got this guy that uh, fixes it. He said this country style ribs. He puts a little bit of rubs a little bit of mustard on top of them. Then he puts that cattleman's. You ever heard of the cattleman's I have. barbecue sauce? Yeah. Whew. Man, I can drink that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think your stomach might uh, have a, uh, some little people in your stomach probably have a party if you. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was fun times. But uh, to be there and watch the game, and you talking about loud, the fans were outstanding, and I was one of them. Because every time they showed that clip of Saban asking the fans to be loud at uh, a coach show, it, it was just unreal how the fans were. But uh, I'm very proud of the fans. That's smart you know, marketing. That's. That's very smart marketing, don't you think, Christian? That they played that clip in the in the Adona game. Which clip? You talking about the "Hey Coach" clip where everybody got loud? Like a little, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It is. I'll be honest. Yeah. I, I didn't really hear exactly what he said. I saw it. I looked up and I saw it, and everybody started cheering. But yeah, no, that was that was cool. I think that was a smart move by them. Yeah, and uh, well, you I think they used to do that with Scott Cochran a lot. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Milro, I think he's getting better every game because you look what he done. You know, he looked and seen that there wasn't nobody open, and he took off running down the field. We we hadn't seen that in a while, and I really like that about him that he's seen a point to where he could take off and run and get yardage because there wasn't nobody open. You know, uh, so. I'm yeah. very pleased. He still, with he still, could, he's still could clean up, you know, some footwork, and then uh, he, he's got to continue to scan the field and process things a little bit faster and get it out or throw it away when it's not there. I still think he's holding the ball a little long, uh, but definitely still yeah. doing some really good things and, and putting putting his team in position to win. So uh, very proud yeah. of him, yeah. you know, for his resiliency and his ability to, to lead and just uh, get guys, you know, to rally when they need it because uh, he had a phenomenal second half and um, everybody had a great second half. You know, offensive line played better, running backs were playing good and. Definitely made some big plays when it was needed, so definitely very proud of yeah. him. I didn't like that hit on our running back, though. That wasn't right. No, but if you, look, if you look so many plays after that, that same feller that did that was laying on the, uh, was laying on the turf himself. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the game, yeah. though. I mean, we, that, I'm not going to be one of those people complaining about penalties and, you know, guys doing stuff like that. It's football, right? I mean, I've had teammates and those guys do – do stuff. I mean, this it, is part of the game. It is what it is. That's why Josh Heupel, I mean, he can complain about it all he wants, but it's football, right? So, moving on to the next game, we got the big win. That's what all that matters. But, Ellis, we appreciate you calling, hanging in, and uh, looking forward to seeing you at Buffalo's LSU week. Uh, I think we need to probably head on to, I think we got uh, Joseph waiting. Let's head on over to Joseph real quick. We're running a little low on time. Joseph, welcome into the Miller's Edge this morning. Welcome. First of all, I'm going to say, sorry for saying, what a great win for Alabama. Okay. No doubt. I want to start off by saying that. But I'm also going I'm going to kind of build you up to tear you down now. But um All right. I'm going to say this. And I've been keeping up with Alabama since that gum Nick Saban got there. Uh-uh, cuz I've been keeping up with Saban for a long time. But I'm going to tell you this. This Alabama team right here is probably the second worst Alabama team Nick Saban's ever had. Because um, the only first one is the one we went 7-6 and six in his first year. But I believe the 2010 Alabama team could have beat this team's eyes out, to be honest with you. And they took three losses that year. But um, Well, they, they, I'll be I honest. Think- they, they had a lot of talent in 2010. Though Anybody will tell you that. They just didn't necessarily uh, – play up to their ability but but if you look at that roster they had they had the guys on that team but i believe this is the second worst alabama team statement they ever coached and i believe the only reason we're doing so good is because of coaching um i 
first half was awful during Tennessee. Uh, second half, uh, to me, Jalen Milrow's best game was Texas A&M since then. He hadn't had a game like that. Uh, he second half, I seen he missed some throws. He missed a bunch of throws that were uh, that was, uh, receivers were open. Um, he made the wide open deep throws, which we all know he can make deep throws. But I, I, he also missed some wide open receivers. I mean, anybody with eyes can see that. I mean, everybody wants to say, well, hey, we had such a great second. Our running game picked up. Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, and we, but as far as it's straight up, lighting them up through the air, I mean, no, we didn't light them. Joseph, 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 Joseph. The man had great numbers. Yes, every game you can go back and look at any quarterback and tell that he missed some throws. Yeah, he did this. But the good outweighed the bad. The good just crushed the bad. So let's just, uh, let's talk more about it. We're going to have so much more time this week to talk about it, but I disagree with you. I think he played excellent football. And, um, and again, the guy keeps winning. The goal is to win. Real quick, guys, um, we did get a uh, 100.9 app message. Christian, you want to read that one? Do you see it? Yeah, I read it. Uh, thanks, Pat, for for coming out to Buffalo's and uh, uh, thinking of us during this time. We really appreciate that. It means a lot. So thank you for uh, taking the time for that message. But I, I, I'll say, um, in regards to Milro, why does it always have to be you know, you know, one way or the other? Right? It's always like, oh, he played so well, or oh, he played so bad. Like, why can't we just say he just played a good game? Yeah, he he overthrew some receivers. He had some misfires. Okay, but he also you know had two touchdowns. Right. You know, he also had an interception. I mean, like that's part of playing football. I mean, that's any position. Like, I mean, it, it's like a, a receiver can have a good game. He could go for 80 yards uh, in, a, in a score. That's a good game. He might have had a, a couple drops here and there, but he's still, you know, like you said, the good outweighs the bad. It's, it's just always so it's such a contrast. It's like it's always like, oh, well, he's so look like guys. That's why we try to tell Joseph when he was kind of building him up after A&M, you know, slow your roll, man. He's. You know, he, he played a really good game, but he's still learning and growing, right? Don't don't build him up to break him down. You know, we know what he is. Like, again, I don't know why we're still talking about this. He's still growing as a passer, right? We know he's a great athlete, but he's doing, you know, a, a fine job, you know, for, for his skill set and, and the situation that, he, that he's in. I mean, it is what it is. Like, I don't know why we're at so shocked. Like, he's going to have a couple the, misfires. The, <laughs> he's going to make some heard the song of it. Obsessed by Mariah Carey. I feel like that's what yeah, we should have went out to. I just, I don't, I, I genuinely don't understand. Yeah, it is tough. But I mean, like, that's how it is. People love Alabama football. They're going to be locked in. But we got to remember, guys. I think you should use Taylor Swift's song, Why I Cannot. I like Taylor Swift, but I'm so daggum tired of seeing her on NFL football driving me oh, crazy it's, when it's the Chiefs play. Oh, my oh, God. It's just driving. But, but her song, Crumbling, that's probably the fan base that hate James Hamiro. <laughs> They're crumbling. Well, he ain't proving them wrong. He had some good throws. Yeah, he had some misfires. But again, at the end of the day, he was 14 of 21. Yeah, 14 of 21 for 220 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, right? I mean, QBR of 72.6. It there is, it is. Man, again, they're good numbers. Thank you, Justin. It's fine, right? Bryce Young missed some throws sometimes. Every quarterback missed some throws. But with that being said, we got to get on out of here. It's been another great show, The Miller's Edge. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Yes, Appreciate sir. my brother hopping on here. We'll have him joining some more. But we will see you guys tomorrow for a Talking Tuesday right here on The Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Remember, we are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. Mm -hmm. We'll see you guys tomorrow. See you guys. And no one here even mentions your name. It must be the weed. It must be the E. Could you be You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily, always live.